Hey, kid. Nice ride. Can you race it? <laughs> we'll see about that. Welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 9, Episode 1, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. I am your co-host, Jace. And welcome to the first episode of The Garage, I believe we decided, uh, of our car season. Vroom, vroom, baby. We are a high-octane podcast now. We're all about speed. We're all about efficiency. We're a well-oiled engine. NOS. Nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide. Nice. NOS. Yeah. Yeah. High speeds. um, Screeching tires. Dryers nowadays. Dryers are fast nowadays. You can get a load done in like 25 minutes. Fast dryer. You got a fast... uh, Not great for your fabrics. LG. I buy buy a size up and then I can dry it fast. Mm. You buy a bigger dryer so you can... No, shirts. Oh, so bigger shirts. That's what we're about to. We're about big shirts here so they dry faster. It, I think this is a good opening discussion because we are three guys with okay. We're in our we're in our twenties. Yes, with a podcast. We are, and yeah. it, it it's very easy to assume that we are a certain type of you know mid we're car guys. Person. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's easy yeah. to assume that we're car guys. We're not. We that's the fun part here <laughs> is that like um, we need to early dispel this notion, and we're. We're like you, audience. Like a car movie. I don't know. Am I in the mood for a car movie? Yeah. The fun part about this season is that we're going to be forced to watch 10 car movies (laughs) in a row. And we're going to see what happens to us mentally and physically. I think I hope I get stronger. I'm excited that like toxic masculinity can finally be on my car scale, you know, for the (laughs) movies that we watch. Right. I think it was on Matthew McConaughey's though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah right i mean that's that's interesting and i was gonna ask you guys too like what is your experiences or experience with cars like what is your car knowledge do you have one you, you ever uh you ever been in one of those things i do uh uh-huh. I, I i do have driven the car yeah i've been driving since i was 11 i think i think right. i was 11 when i started driving buddy that's that's kind of young to drive a car right i don't I got know pulled over for the first time when i was 14 <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, was that in Alaska or in it was California? In, that was in Alaska, yeah. Nice. The, no, I started driving when I was 11 because my dad and my brother were hunting and they needed a driver. And my, you can't drive and hunt as effectively as you can just stick the barrel out the window. So, Are you serious? <laughs> I'm 100% serious. So I was off-road driving and at, they were at 11. they firing guns out the window? With an 11-year-old behind the wheel, yeah. Fucking sick. <laughs> Okay. This just in, Ryan is cool. (laughs) Mad Max. (laughs) Mad Ryan. So that's how I learned to drive on those, on like uh, mountains and uh, off road, really. You have particular, I think the most memorable vehicles of my youth are yours and Jake Buck's. Um, yeah geo you know ryan's car was cool fucking geo and then the i had a 1992 geo prism and that thing could rip yeah up to 55 miles an hour (laughs) and it would barely hold together it was scary so a little little story about that car so i got that car for free you guys know that from Brittany. Mm -hmm. and there's she's just like yeah my uncle doesn't want it anymore 
And I was like, what idiot wouldn't want this car? <laughs> and uh, it had been on set on fire. Uh, almost nothing in it worked. The clutch yeah. was, was hanging on by a bare thread. It was a manual. And it had these racing stripes that were paint that's like spray painted on it by the last one. Those were owner. sick. And they, they gave it an extra, you know, 15 horsepower. Yeah. So crazy. now it had 30. And... <laughs> Uh, the the racing stripes, whoever did it, taped, you know, to make the design of the stripe on the sides of the stripe, but they didn't tape the windshield. They didn't think that, like, the tape, the paint would get onto the windshield. So the stripes actually went onto the glass a little bit. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a good car. You had to have the heat on at all times or else it would fucking explode. Mm-hmm. At all so times. in the summer, it's just windows down. I also remembered it had like these roller coaster seat belts or like it was like the racing seat belt that would come over, right? Right. And and like plug in between your legs or something. I forgot no. it, was, it was something weird, right? It was a two-part seat belt. The shoulder strap plugged into the door. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. And the belt plugged in on the seat. So you could actually leave the door one plugged in and you only had to do the bottom. And they're like, this way, if you just leave one plugged in, you only have to latch one seat belt. You only have like, to latch one seat belt normally. Right. <laughs> It was the 90s. This was like peak cocaine. They were trying everything, all right? And some things didn't make it all the way through. Yeah. Uh, well, By J- the end of it, it was, just, yeah. it was just held together with bungee straps and uh, <laughs> zip ties. R.I.P. Uh, Ryan's Geo. Jace, what's your uh, what's your experience with cars? Are you a car guy? I'm like, I'm anti. I'm not car guy. Uh, the yeah. most... You know, I could I could do all the basic service that's needed on a vehicle, which is actually surprising more than some people. But like mechanically, I know most of the concepts of how a vehicle like a, a car functions and what it needs to, you know, move around. You're an engineer. That's about it. You if you start throwing fancy words at me for car talk, I'm gone. You don't listen to NPR's car talk. Didn't know it was the a car thing. repair podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, I, Jace, I'm I'm probably a little similar. Like I, uh, I, first of all, I don't have my own car. I, I borrow Amber's, so I don't even have my own car anymore. I realize I've never driven a car, I think past the year 2010. Like, uh, I, I think like I was in a, I like rented one, uh, this, this past summer in Spain and had like a rear camera so that you can like park with it if you're backing up. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh. And like all this like buttons and shit. And I realized like every, like, like I, I'm not familiar with like car technology past the year 2010. Dude, it's great. Uh, my car drives itself, dude. That's fucking crazy. Like, cause my car growing up was was an 05 Subaru. Amber's car we drive now is a 2000, which someone referred to as a vintage the other day, which almost made me die. Um, but like other than that, like I I played a lot of Gran Turismo growing up, hmm. so like I can probably point at cars and be like, yo, that's an NSX. Uh, and then strangely enough, like my dad was a mechanic like his whole life. Like he he knew he knew how to take apart cars. He was a jet engine mechanic, like total gearhead. And I think I have that like mentality without any of the knowledge. So like I just I'm very particular about things without being a mechanic at all. So, so. I am understanding that when you said I haven't driven a car past yes. 2010, you mean age? You, a, a car yeah. newer? Yes. Then never never even driven a car. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say but, what? Right. <laughs> I live how in did Los you get Angeles. To high school? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jace well, did give me rides. Uh, I, I don't know that I picked you up. I think you picked me I, up. I from would drop school, you off, and you would sometimes Denali. I just remember driving you home a lot because we had that one squirrel almost intercept mission where a squirrel ran under my car. I didn't have time to react, and you screamed <laughs> like a banshee, and you were like, "No!" Nah! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Did did we decide it? You killed it. I think it lived. Yeah, I hope so. Well, it's probably dead by now, uh, surely. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're not exactly the car fellas here. 
Uh, but like Ryan was saying, we're going to be absorbing co- a lot of car culture. I would say the movie that we absorbed today had a lot of that. Uh, but I also wanted to ask, what are your guys' experience with car movies? Do you like them? Do you have a favorite? Um, what do you guys think about those? I think that this the season that Jace pitched that didn't get picked would be probably more enjoyable in that it was movies with cool cars in them. Right. Like, like iconic cars. And that is great. When a car is a character in the movie, I think is a really good premise. However, just a car full, (laughs) a movie full of car characters is like (laughs) a little bit less exciting because like the novelty is worn off. Like think about John Wick. That's a car movie. How is it a car? Is Is there a car in John Wick? That's the whole point. They steal his car. Wasn't they shoot his dog? They was, shoot wasn't his that dog. the wasn't the dog? Shoot his dog and steal his car. <laughs> I yeah. feel like the dog was more of the okay, okay, but sure. Right. There's there, the car is part of it. Yeah, um, my point's over. Okay. Well there there is a certain movie movie series uh where it's just cars talking to yeah. each other. And that is Fast cars. And furious. They're also vroom vrooming <laughs> each other too. I mean, there was one car movie that I mean, Ryan, you also enjoy this movie, like uh, Drive, we watch in high school right. a lot. Uh Jace, I think you said you watched that recently. Uh, too. Uh, drive with Ryan Gosling. Bunch of synths. Cool scorpion jacket. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of cringy dudes on 4chan bought that jacket and it was really funny on the internet for a while. <laughs> um, I was obsessed with that car movie uh, in high school and, and like part of college. That was kind of like a formative thing. We, everyone was into like 80s music and shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll pitch that this season. I think I've seen it enough times. Like I think I might want to do that. But um, if you guys want to do that's fine. But like that's kind of the extent of it for me. I never watched Fast and Furious all the way through. I think this was the last this one we watched today. It was the was the last one in the entry that I think I've seen. I, I saw think I've seen five. This this movie and the spin-off with uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, which actually I don't know if we get around to watching it. I think I could watch it yeah. again. It was surprisingly fun to watch. So what I realized, Ryan and Chase, you guys kind of took the wind out of my sails with the Fast and Furious and the car season. Because now, if I wanted to pitch Fast and Furious mm-hmm. after this season, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think that'd be yeah, a lot of car people stuff. People would it's think like, you're I, a sicko. I yeah, think think, people, yeah, but then that's what kind if, of fine, right? Because right. it's it's a different scale. We'd be we wouldn't be rating it as a car movie. We'd be pissed at you, and of we'd lose I, all our viewers. There, if, but if we were I watching think it'd be in like a vacuum, right? You might almost be interested to watch the rest of them because there's we're gonna talk about there's lore in this movie, right. and you're yes. like, oh, oh, a little. Sprinkle. I would love to talk about the lore. Um, uh-huh. I, what if at the end of the season? We end up fucking loving car movies. And exactly. We become car That's what guys. I'm saying. Yeah. Jace, did you, did you have any car movies that you liked growing up or, or, or anything like that? Did um, you watch so car I, movies? Well, I, I know. And I, I messaged this to you. This was a... Yeah. Might as well say it now because it, it might happen in two episodes. I, I mentioned yeah. as a joke that I was going to pitch Thelma and Louise. Right. Which is, a, which is arguably a car movie, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously kind of... Almost feels weird that I would be the person pitching to watch Thelma and Louise during the car that, movie. That was surprising, Jace, but that's cool, yeah. It is actually the first... I was in the honors college in, in college, which basically right. just meant you take a bunch of jack-off classes instead of general eds. And right. I took like I took like four film review movie classes. And the first, the first honors class I ever took was like film literature. And I think Thelma and Louise was the first movie we watched. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have the possibility of revisiting it. Full circle, baby. Use that degree. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of movies. There's a lot of car movies out there. 
Uh, and for folks at home, you probably know what a car movie is. It's a movie with fucking cars in it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll kind of build our car meter, which comes to my next order of business. What do you guys want to call the meter? We've had like the, the Ben meter. What do you guys want to call this? Like the speedometer? Like there's a lot of meters on a car. Yeah. I think we should get away from those ones. Uh, get, we get can more talk wild. about gauges, you yeah. know? The gas tank. Oh, that's not bad. But uh, that's on that's on the car. There's something there. Gas cage. Yeah. Um, I think as we talk about this, something will come up organically. We'll discuss it. We'll figure out the season like we always do. But folks, we hope you guys will enjoy the car season and hope you guys will follow along at home. I think, more importantly, for a lot of our listeners out there, yeah, they might not know what a car is. That's true. That is true, and Jace. I uh, think <laughs> I think I might need to explain it to them. Okay, let's break down. Let's define our terms. This here. might yeah. be too long of a story but if <laughs> if you would bequeath me with maybe two minutes please i would yeah, um <clears throat> once upon a time in a lush green land <laughs> known as equatopia horses roamed freely embodying grace strength and wild beauty they galloped across meadows their hooves pounding the earth in perfect harmony with the wind but destiny had something extraordinary in store for them in the heart of equatopia a mystical forest held secrets beyond imagination Deep within its depths, a magical pond shimmered with an otherworldly light. One fateful day, a group of horses ventured to the pond, curious about its enchantment. As they approached, a radiant mist engulfed them, imbibing them with an unexpected gift, the power of evolution. Slowly, these horses began to change, their limbs elongated and transformed, their bodies adapted and their hooves reshaped into wheels. Their beautiful coats turned into <laughs> gleaming metal, reflecting the sun's rays, and thus, the first equine vehicles were born. Anyway, that's why they call what it the horsepower, f- because horses <laughs> evolved into cars. I, 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 for the longest time, I thought, I thought you were doing like the plot of the movie Cars. <laughs> Folks, the WGA writer strike is currently happening. Please support your local writers. We desperately need them to start working again. <laughs> Where where did you get that, Jace? I think you made it up. Shut up. I, don't, I think I think some machine made it up. <laughs> a right, machine might have made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Support your local unions, yeah. folks. Don't let the machines write everything. <laughs> Honestly, pretty sick origin story. Good job, machine. <laughs> We're all fucked. It goes on to call them car sequins. <laughs> Fuck, that's so good. Car sequins. Um. Yeah, so there you have it, folks. That's that is what a car is—an um, evolved creature, a beast turned machine, if you will. Have you guys seen the? Have you guys seen Transformers? Uh, the the beasts, beasts rising, or whatever the, the fuck one, it's called. Is that even out yet? It's out, dog. It's been dominating the news. Really? It took what, over yeah, IMAX. That's kind, of, that's kind of your news. <laughs> it took over. I've been IMAX. following, you know, world events. It's taking over all the IMAX theaters everyone's pissed because they want to see uh into the spider-verse in imax and only mm. had it for a week and everyone's seeing transformers rise of the beasts are you guys gonna see it i see like a f- just a few movies in theaters nowadays so yeah not. yeah it's not gonna be the one that i go see all right i thought it was cool you guys see beast machines going up oh I mean, we have show. a drive-in theater i could watch a car movie in a car holy shit can we think about, because we talked, I think we talked before about like the Cars universe. Like, can we think about movies maybe that would be better with Cars? Uh, Chasing Amy. <laughs> um, Private Ryan. We could have a, a Normandy Beach with Cars. Um, the machine guns could also be alive and the boats as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah the Matrix. The Matrix. Okay. So 
they hook up cars and use them as batteries. Oh. That actually would make sense. That would. Well, are the machines humans? Is is this some kind of like car? No, propaganda? they're also cars. <laughs> yeah, signs. Oh, no. signs. Just There's, because of the oh. double entendre, I guess. Turn now signals. We're good. We'll, we'll call it turn signals. Oh. Oh, signals, dude. Signals. Yeah, good. Signals. That's good. Yeah. Or road and it's turns. about. Uh, he's like, you guys think there's cars in space? <laughs> nah. Well, actually, uh-uh. there is a car in space. God damn it. I don't want to talk um, about that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. The uh, Lion King. The Lion King. The Lion Car. No, wait. <laughs> the, the, the Car, car King. King. <laughs> the Lion Car. <laughs> car Lion King. <laughs> there were car bugs in cars, so there are animal cars yeah. in cars, so it could be Jesus the Lion Christ, Car. There wait, there are car bugs? Yeah, oh my we God. need to watch cars. We need hold to watch. On, we need on. to watch yeah, cars. Yeah. The, I, the lore, the lore <laughs> Holy alone. Holy shit! Wait, so every living species is a car? They make Are a like bacteria they make, cars. They make, they make a little VW bug joke. Yeah. In, in who the, made the cars? God. Who is a car? <laughs> car God. <laughs> Wait. So hang on. Like, and on the seventh day, he made them in his image. Wait, I don't did, know. Does what that imply you're not that about if, it. if God is real in our real world, does that imply yeah. our real God made yeah. a movie with a car God in it? <laughs> he allowed. He thinks it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not mad about this one, guys. I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> that was fucking funny. Because I mean, someone that was in that same Reddit post a long time ago. Not to not to copy it, but like the, the, there was a Pope mobile in like Cars Three, which implies oh, Car Jesus and mm. Car Heaven and, car and Hell and assassination, the Car Creation myth. All cars go to heaven. Boom. So it's about a car. Car who's gonna cars. go to hell. What? Lo- car dogs, because there was a dog in the. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so they're they're trying to get back in. So, a, a rogue car is trying to help a, another car. <laughs> get in the heaven. Fucking a. Um, it also implies the existence of car devil. Car hell. What is car hell? Like, like public transportation. Indiana. Trains in mm, <laughs> nice, junkyard. Nice. When a junkyard. <laughs> when they get, get crushed get in the squares. In the cu- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. In the cubes. Brave little toaster. Oh. So car brave little toaster. Brave, brave car little, toaster. So brave He's little still car. still a toaster. So it's all of those appliances are all cars. Yeah. Wait, aren't we supposed to be thinking about movies that would be improved, not just movies that would be funny? I think it would be funny, and that's an improvement. Is, is there a movie where the plot would okay. be solved? If they were all cars? If they were cars. Homeward Bound? Because they can just oh, drive home? Oh, yeah, dude. That's a good one. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It'd be pretty fast. Lord it's- of the Rings. <laughs> but then, but the don't forget that the Nazgul's would have cars, too. I, they don't oh, have cars. Dude, do you think they, Jesus Christ? Do you think the Nazgul would be like motorcycles? I feel oh, like they'd be, be so like dirt. I feel like they'd be like dirt bikes. Yeah. And then they fly planes afterwards to get back from the, the wait. Well, but the oh, wait, 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 wait. But these don't have people in them, right? They're they're like no. The cars they're are sentient. sentient. Fuck. Yeah. They're motor. Uh, no. In the beginning, the it's just a motorcycle, and then later, the motorcycle is driving a plane. Are there motorcycles and cars? Are there? I think. We can replace the horses with motorcycles. So you have like the the riders of Rohan oh, and their on. cars oh. on motorcycles. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. But are there are there motorcycles in cars? Can I don't think just make a movie called Motorcycles. Else. Yeah, moto motos. Everybody's yeah, motorcycle. Everyone's a motorcycle. Um, Even the cars. Okay, I feel like we're reaching the edge of this bit. So, um, chef, and instead of chef, it's car. Oh. And it's a guy who wants to start uh, his own car business. Yeah. Uh, food truck but he's he's a car who wants to be a food truck i don't know oh that's kind of fucked up because the food truck would be sentient It'd and be then wait wait where's inside the side of a car cooking and the beef would come from cow cars. cars i think they just drink motor oil and use gasoline but 
Um, okay, okay. All right. Uh, any other good ones? Jurassic car. Jurassic car? <laughs> <laughs> we resurrected older cars. <laughs> we put them in this park. Oh. That's actually not that bad of an idea. This is a Model T. Oh, God, where'd it go? It doesn't have brakes. Uh, oh, <laughs> When do you um do you guys think it w- it was like a pretty sweet invention like the guy who invented brakes for cars because like obviously like the first car probably was made to go right and at some point they were like we should make stop it s- we should stop because like the stop is already like obvious because we're always stopping you know well which came first I think it's the go well, the horses, like the guy and the people knew that horses could stop so they thought yeah the cars Put a horse in front of it that evolved from them must be able to stop yeah I'm just like trying to imagine different car inventions like before someone thought about them. Or like alternate history, go go into the yeah. past and assassinate right. the person who, uh, well, maybe not assassinate, convince them to go to a different career. Right, right. The person who invented something in the car. What would no be the worst? No windshield wipers. Or windshield. Like, God damn. No, no windshields. <laughs> no one thought of it. That's kind of a no-brainer. Stupid. Do we want to start talking about this movie because i feel like we're going to talk about a lot I, mean, I feel like we're just going to riff on cars if we don't start yeah and I, I think we're dangerously close to just having this whole podcast be this i mean ryan this was your season oh uh, boy you won the wheel of chaos for the third record i think record three times in a row yeah well uh you know every now and then the little man gets a win <laughs> <laughs> the scales hath rebalanced after a long drought for ryan uh, so i'm not mad about your streak, but tell us why you decided to pick this movie in particular. Well, I do remember this movie from middle school, right? So when it came out, it was the coolest thing, right? Because before this, you had Fast and Furious, which was point A to point B. And then Tokyo Drift came out, and not only was it like my first experience to like a culture other than America, right? but also they don't just go in a straight line. It was like (laughs) this crazy idea that just like going fast isn't the whole point. And there was a lot more style in this kind of stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I remember watching this and just being totally enthralled. Like there's this, what they do. They do what in Tokyo? Like I want to go to Tokyo (laughs) thinking that it was like actually like this, you know, Right. because it's one of the only, well, I think it is the only movie in the Fast and Furious series that gets like called out for location based. And the the location kind of ends up being a character and that adds a lot of actual plot to this movie. There's a lot of, the the trajectory of this movie is entirely dependent on the location. So I don't know. It felt like the natural first car movie for me because it was probably, apart from the original, probably was like my first real car movie. In a way, yeah, this movie was kind of a cultural touchstone. Like, I feel like this movie kind of brought drifting into, like, the American <laughs> lexicon for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Drift mania kind of started after this. But also, I feel like it kind of brought, I mean, something that I noticed was, like, Asian culture being kind of cool and obviously fetishized <laughs> by, like, white audiences in America. I think it kind of started here. Like, this movie was fucking huge. And I think this was the first time that I started seeing people think, like, Asian shit was cool, you know, to like, you have like different Asian heroes that weren't just butts of jokes. I think that, that I noticed something like that when this movie came out. I could see that for, yeah. for the people around our age. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same way that like, I don't want to call him out here, but you right. know, I, th- I think like Jake Buck kind of internalized drifting as a, as a <laughs> hobby and like probably a major Ken Block enthusiast. I know we watched a lot of drifting, drifting YouTube videos yeah. when we were uh, when we were growing up, and I think it would be the same thing to say that this movie could have been like 
that slammer, the Tokyo song, you know, and the location right. being like, holy shit, this is it. <laughs> and what's interesting, too, is like, I don't know if you guys seen on Rotten Tomatoes, they have all of the Fast and Furious movies ranked um, just in order of tomato meter. This one is near the bottom. Really? What? This is 38% certified wait, splat. Wait, what? Which is crazy, right? Uh, oh, gonna, man, we're going to have to discuss that when we get in. Yeah, because like number one is Fast and Furious 7, which I've never seen. Well, of course um, not. Is that the one with the course, submarine? I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> it's not about cars. All of the modern ones are are in like the top five. Um, and the bottom ones are like the old ones, which is which is surprising to me. Like I, well, I, I think I it's kind of self-selecting, though. The people that go watch them nowadays love the series. Right. This also kind of begs the question, is this kind of a de facto dadcore season? Like is like it's like a middle curious, schooler's right. wet dream combined with a dadcore <laughs> season. It's like a really I wasn't kidding when I said that my meter might have like toxic masculinity as a point because right. it's it, it, it's it's going to be like the hose that these movies are kind of getting their sauce <laughs> from, I guess. <laughs> the sauce. Yeah. I hope um, not. I, I think that there's enough movies for us to do like, um, you know, Herbie fully loaded and like Hell Speed yeah, yeah, Racer yeah, for sure. and stuff to get some like, you know, let's get no, some I'd diversity in here. If, if we chose yeah. only Fast and Furious movies, yeah, it would be more correct for me to say what I just said. But the fact that I <laughs> told you I might pitch Thelma and Louise is kind of counter to counter the point let's hope we get there let's hope we get there and that also might be up to our toxic masculinity to get there <laughs> uh ryan i mean do you want to get into the synopsis of this movie right what happened to this thing so we watched 2006's uh fast and the or sorry the fast and Thank the you. furious tokyo drift um rated pg-13 this was a movie about a teenager from america that's right <laughs> finally getting some teenager. representation um goes over to he's really sent over to tokyo because he to live with his dad he gets in a lot of trouble in america he can't make through high school without racing and getting kicked out and you know getting the cops called so he's this is the last resort kind of like before military school or jail thing and when he gets to tokyo he's expecting you know, there to be no car culture because it's all public transportation. He's got to take the train to school. He's got to walk all over the place. There's no any Japanese. So to his uh, surprise, some other American expats uh, take him under his wing and show him the hidden car subculture in Tokyo. And boy, is it different than America because them boys go sideways. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's starring Lucas Black as uh, our main character, Sean. And in a smaller but very important role, we got Lil Bow Wow. Yes. Bow wow. A big, his name's Bow Wow at this point. Oh, he's, he's big he's, Bow Wow? He's all grown up, yes. Yeah, he's he's start, regular he, Bow Wow. He, he plays uh, Twinkie, who is kind of his liaison into the underworld. Yeah. He might have the coolest car. TBD. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he, he kind of gets in trouble. He gets in trouble because his big American mouth, you know, can't quit. And he wants to hit on the Drift King's girl. So that's what he does. And eventually he ends up owing debts to these underworld racers and um, getting, in, getting in trouble with the Drift King, who's part of the Yakuza. And of course, you can guess it. What happens? How is the conflict resolved? With a race. With a race. With a race. So our boy has to race the Drift King for a title to see who is the new, I guess, new Drift King. And yeah. Who has to leave Tokyo? 
Drift King is such a fucking sick title. I know, dude. Okay, <laughs> so so let's can we start there because my favorite yeah. scene, probably the most famous scene in this movie that everybody ba- has heard the hist the lore of. Yeah, is Bow Wow's scene. Uh huh. In this, oh. yeah, I think JC going somewhere else. Uh, is is Bow Wow's scene when he's showing up to the to the car show and okay. uh, Sean has already talked trash to DK. Right. And hasn't said what DK stands for yet. And they get in the elevator because uh, Sean ex- are, has already accepted this, yeah, okay. an, an invitation to race. And they get in there, the elevator, to go up to, the, to where the race is starting because they're in like a parking garage. And he's like, you know what DK stands for, right? <laughs> and Sean goes, Donkey Kong. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Bawa says, no, Drift King. And he's like, what, Drift? What, what do you mean Drift? <laughs> and then the elevator doors open. And it's like, ding, ding, ding. And the cars go sideways, like, in front of the elevator door. <laughs> so and sick. that is, like, a really cool introduction to the plot of this movie, just showing how different it is than other movies that might take place in an open field or, like, an, like a, you know, city street. This is, like, in a parking garage. This whole scene is happening. Yeah. And the way the scene is, like, layered on top of each other, it shows, like, the verticality that Tokyo has. And it builds it into the movie. And I just really like this movie. The, I really like that scene, too. Go ahead, what was your oh, so the cl- Like, the clever use of... We've seen a lot of fish out of water scenes because we reviewed 90 movies. And the clever use of the elevator that's, like, continually used throughout that race in the following scenes of them yeah. just back against the wall and him being like, uh, is... I think yeah. that's a pretty clever piece of filmmaking. I like that, too. And, like, you know you're fucked when, like, when you're about to do a sport and they're called, like, Tennis King. And you're like, what's tennis? And you're, like, about to show up. <laughs> like, how fucked you are. <laughs> it's, oh, the king of the thing we're about to do. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's called. <laughs> To, uh, to talk about this movie real quick, uh, it was released June 16th, 2006. Okay, we established that. Can you guys guess? I mean, this this had a pretty big opening weekend. I don't. I think it did a little better than they thought it would. It opened number three. Um, number one is a different movie that we could end up watching this season. Oh. oh. Duke's Hazard? Not Duke's Hazard. This opened number one. Uh, it made like $33 million this weekend. I don't these are kind of like the dark times, like the middle school age yeah. is like, right. the, I don't know if my brain was, you know, it <laughs> you was obviously it, developing. But you weren't yeah. in control of your own finances. Yeah. Right. And right. you, this, is it a comedy? Uh, Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, you can describe it as a comedy. A car movie comedy? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cars. I'll is say there's a shit Talladega of cars. Nights? It's not Talladega Nights. It's even more cars than that. Is it cars? It's cars. Oh. <laughs> right, you got it. <laughs> Uh, Cars was number one that weekend. Number two that weekend is another comedy. This is one we've all seen multiple times. Very big movie. Step Brothers? It's not Step Brothers. It is a wrestling movie. Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. Jace, you got it. Ryan and Jace are tied for this box office. Jace was undefeated last season. Let's see if he continues this this season. Uh, Number three was, of course, Tokyo Drift. Number four was a movie we've seen on this podcast. Wow. So many to choose from. I'll give you another hint, and you guys better be ready to answer this. It was in the Keanu season. The Replacements? The Lake House? The Lake House. Let's fucking go! (laughs) (laughs) Um, This this whole weekend, Nacho Libre, Tokyo Drift, Lake House. Amazing opening weekend. weekend, That's solid, dude. What the hell? You don't get a triple feature. (laughs) You think the same audience went to all three of those? I mean, I I went to like, shit, dude, I might have. I think my fucking... Middle school class went on a field trip to see Nacho Libre. <laughs> uh, so, oh, 
Yeah. Can we get into this movie and like what were you guys' expectations going into the movie? Do you did you remember it really well? I mean, Jace, you said you had watched it. Recently, I watched this movie but... like two months ago. Yeah. For some nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I watched this around when it came out. Like I, I remember seeing the commercials for it. Uh, my friends and I in middle school were excited about it and we rented it from Blockbuster like as soon as it was available and we watched it. And I think the most iconic scene is what, what Ryan was talking about was when they show up to, to DK's place, the music's playing, everyone's partying, and you're like, holy shit, and you hear that song that's like a meme now. Um, it really stuck in my head. What is that song? It's uh, Teriyaki Boys. It's just called Tokyo Drift. Huh. And it was in like every DJ mix for the next 20 Dude, years. Dude, it actually bangs. Like I listen yeah. to yeah. it now quite a bit. And I will say, I know every word of this movie. Like, <laughs> wow. I've seen this movie probably 10 times. Nice. Have you seen any of the other Fast and Furious? Have you seen them all the way through? I think or is I've this seen like the first five. Your... Okay, so this this is like your Fast and Furious movie. Like, I feel like there's something for everybody. Yeah. Maybe in each oh, one yeah. people pick out favorites. Oh, yeah. And this is your This, this is, your this is, oh, yeah. This is a yeah. spiritual, like, yeah. uh, key to my upbringing, this movie in, in particular. Nice. Jace, um, do you remember seeing this movie? I remember seeing the movie, and then again, I've I watched it pretty recently. I think, yeah, like when I think of this, I think of like playing the shit, playing a shitload of Need for Speed Most Wanted. Yes, oh, yes. you know, <laughs> like I um at the time that this movie came out, and at the time like the PS2 was popular, like racing games and the cars in this movie were just like yeah. the hot topic. Racing was fucking cool in the 2000s, man. And I'm like, I'm looking at this movie. It looks cool as shit. Uh, we talked about Lucas Black uh, playing the lead, Sean Boswell. The first thing me and Amber thought watching this movie was this man is not in high school. Right? <laughs> this guy looks like he's 30 and owns a business. Dude. Has the biggest like, forehead. We've he looks seen. like Frankenstein. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. The DJ Shadow montage of him just like bad boy walking through the high school with that like all was this moody so shit. good dude <laughs> it was that, pure art like, dude we unironically had a discussion about how good that opening scene is like it, it's not bad at all and i want to say it outright like i unironically love this movie and i think it's gorgeous like i i i, I vibe with it not yeah, only yeah. that but i think it's for a mainstream movie there's a lot of choices there's like yeah. a lot of choices made here and fuck yeah give me them i'm so bored of these movies that just hit pitch it right down the middle and sean season as much as i love my boy sean william scott we got we got kind of 10 movies right over home plate and i'm <laughs> excited it's not sean's fault yeah it's not sean's fault but i'm excited not fault. yeah uh ryan i mean i agree this is a very vibey stylized movie and we were watching this we, we were in it kind of all the way until like maybe like the first line was said <laughs> and it's when Jesus. Lucas, he says, well, it's not the ride. It's the rider. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Why didn't he say driver? Also, just like, was is that that's not a real accent. Dude, There's no fucking way, that, right? That is he. I I, I was going to complain about this. My man yeah. was born in Alabama and he no way. he straight up. He he couldn't leave it. And it's like the, they're probably like, can you like any other way? He's like, no, I can't pretty much talk like this the whole time. It was so thick. I thought it was like a caricature. Um, Ryan, you mentioned Boomer Graham last, uh, last season. The badass fight scene, big on Boomer Graham between the old muscle car and the jock uh, in that scene where the jock throws the rock through the back of the guy's thing. And mm -hmm. he's like, I'll race you for it. Or that, that whole scene. And then the 
the cheerleaders like like <laughs> winner gets me or that like whatever the fuck that was that was um, the, the the first 10 minutes of this movie beyond what ryan described as being beautiful yeah. were the was the worst writing <laughs> yes. that has ever been written holy shit dude i was like me and amber were convulsing and i think about the time where the the forgot her name like it's it's like the, i think she was a cheerleader cindy. um so yeah cindy she was like, "Why don't you boys let your cars do the talking?" Amber was like, "I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can. I don't think I can watch this." Uh, Why don't you nice boys let your cars do the talking in the most deadpan? I was convulsing with cringe in this movie. I <laughs> mean, the, I don't you know. know, man. I kind of, I see it a little bit differently, right. just because the idea is this is in the Fast and the Furious universe, and there's this thing in the Fast and the Furious universe when someone challenges you to a race, you have to do it. And so yeah, yeah. the way I the way I interpret that scene is and you can you can actually kind of maybe rationalize this with like toxic masculinity and everything, but like there there are these two people who no matter what, they they're in a position where they have to say yes. So she knowingly says this and not being like, Oh, well, how about it? Let's really think this through in like a nuanced way. Like, the idea is that he wants to race, the main character. He's going to race to say yes, because number one, he, want, he wants the, the attention of this girl. And he's, right. also, he's obviously the weirdo. But second, the jock guy has to do it because it's his dad's car and his whole family's been insulted and all this kind of stuff. So I <laughs> don't mind that it's cringy because the whole premise is, like, stupid. And I <laughs> yeah. can't be like, well, I would never get in that situation. Well, no shit! <laughs> Yeah, right. I like that. Like, uh, it's like a universe with rules, right? right. It's a self-contained thing. I mean, there is, of course, like an element of camp in Fast and Furious. That's why people like it, right? Like, you you watch it because it's kind of dumb and it kind of doesn't make sense. Um, but sometimes, as a viewer, it's like you you slip out of that every once in a while. And when you're if you're not in that mode yeah. of like, okay, this is you're like, holy shit. <laughs> And especially it this me early, of like, you know. it reminds me of like uh, like Pokemon or something when right. a, a trainer approaches you and they see you and you're like, oh, sh- I don't want to battle, but I literally have to like like the game is yeah. making me battle this person because they saw me. And then you like go to this whole like, dun, 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 and there's like the, you know, the fight music. Like, that's what happens in the Fast and the Fierce movies when someone proposes a race. You have to. And, and I'm not playing, I'm not watching Pokemon movies. Like, why the hell are they fighting? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I, yeah, I don't really, obviously, I want to see the cars. I just wish that the actors sucked a little less at what they're <laughs> yeah. being paid to do. And I do a think it's funny. Race, baby. I think it's really funny that like having not, I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. That's the only movie I'm going to say that I've seen in the Fast and Furious, uh, right? And that's you. Know, I think two years ago. The fact that at any time in any of the, one of these races, you can just decide, you know what? I'm going to run them off the road and kill them is an option. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. I love that like brief shot of the the car hitting the outhouse and it sprays shit and toilet water straight at the camera while Rob Zombie plays, which is like such a good encapsulation of like the whole series. Um, yeah, there's a scene where the girl looks over to like the evil jock guy and with true indignation at the guy losing, and it's like, I thought you loved me in a way that's like not te- like I think they should have done a different take maybe with that line because <laughs> she's saying it was just like I thought you loved me. <laughs> 
And the guy's like, Rah! and he like fucking drives his car like off the fucking road to kill that other guy. It just that that part was just like the logic of this movie is insane. Well, um, you can make your car go faster at any point in the Fast and the Furious universe. Yeah, there's always a button that makes it. Just well, there's the always speed. there's there's a couple rules. So first yeah. rule, and maybe this should go into our car meter, but this right, is right. a Fast and the Furious movie. I don't want to like make all car movies follow us, but like if someone offers to race you, you have to say yes. Yes. Two, there's a button to make it go faster. Of course. And also, the car goes exactly how fast you need it to go. Mm. Like, you can will that car to go Mm. into the red and go faster. It's like the speed force. That's interesting. And I think the one thing, yeah, from what you just pitched is I don't, not all these car movies have to be racing car movies, right? Right. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but of course, this race scene, you know, leads to our boy Sean, not Sean William Scott, but Sean in this movie. Uh, yeah, he gets in trouble. He gets caught by the cops. He is in a fucking horrendous car wreck at the end of this movie that should have killed them all. <laughs> fucking crazy. There's like no airbags. Um, and then he gets sent to Japan, right? And and this is kind of where the fish out of water stuff starts. And uh, I was kind of surprised. It seems like they actually were in Japan for these scenes. Like it seemed kind of legit. Um, yeah. So there was. They did film partially. Okay. In I don't want. Ah, uh, God, I'm I'm drawing a blank now. Shibuya, but it was, was primarily LA. just L.A. Those mountain scenes, 100% L.A. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been on that street. So can we talk a little bit about the intricacies of the plot? So initially, right, he's brought into the subculture through Twinkie, who is Bow Wow's yeah. character. And then, but that's not really the main guy who runs the rest of the show. What happens is he somehow, what happens? He crashes. Okay. Well, crashes what Han's happens car. is, yeah, he's gifted a car by Han for the race. And Han is DK's kind of like number two. He's kind of like the other guy running the ring. And we never see Han race, really. So he's kind of just like a mentor. And everybody, it seems like everybody kind of has their own crews. Like Han has his own garage and his own crew. And DK has his own crew. And so... Or is that... Sorry, you have that thing where you like... uh, Not tribal. um, Factions? Factions. It's a faction movie! God damn it. (laughs) Holy shit! You put this back in his head, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. New meter. No, no, no. So so Han's faction absorbs uh, Sean because Sean crashes Han's car in the race with DK. Obviously loses. So then the whole movie, he has to repay the debt by, you know, winning races and learning how to drift. What what, what was you guys' feelings about Han as a character? He was fine. He was kind of hard to gauge what his intentions were, too. Like, I wasn't really sure if I liked his character, I think, for a while. Yeah, I think I liked the subplot of him ripping off DK and thinking that, like, his uncle would notice in that coming out. I'll be honest, my primary uh, thought of interest is that while focused in Japan, two of the, like, both Han, played by Sun Kong. Sun Kong? Kang? Yeah. Sun Kang? It's Korean. Yeah, uh, Korean and um, Leonard Nam, who played Morimoto, the third, I would say, for DK, both South Korean. That was, of, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was part of his plot, though. Was to be Korean? I th- yeah, he's, he wasn't Japanese. Oh. I, I did end up, yes. Han is not meant to be Japanese. I just, until I picked that up, I was like, there are a lot of non-Japanese actors playing <laughs> <Yeah>. Japanese characters. <laughs> he says, this is my Mexico. Right. Implying that he came to Japan to escape the law from somewhere else. Right. Oh. And the character Han has been in a ton of that director's movies. He was even in movies before Fast and Furious. Right. Which is kind of cool. He's like a recurring thing. I heard he's like a fan favorite in this movie too. This is kind of He's my favorite character. Oh man, um, the, the tears fly. Man, that, movie. D- that dude can eat some candy. That was actually my first thought. <laughs> uh, in that scene in the first race, 
they have, I think, seven shots of him putting a relatively large size candy in his mouth. And then what would not be any more than 10 seconds later in universe, him eating another one. And I'm just like, holy shit, dude. This guy's putting them away. I heard they wrote that in there, right? Like where he was constantly supposed to be Every eating like single Brad Pitt. Scene. Yeah. Every single scene, he's shoving food into his mouth. And I love oh, it. Like it's it noodles, cool. it's chips. And like, he is just so cool. And he just wants to hang out and race cars. He, he's not into like the whole drama drama thing han was a cool character but like to talk about sean's character real quick my man needs fucking therapy like how quickly do you get into a fucking race he's like in there for one day he's all he's already racing for a girl like again and he's totaled like four cars in like what two weeks this dude has a problem and like the way he talks to people the way he talks to the yakuza is just so insane to me it took me out so many times in this movie it's kind of the, I think part of it is it's a car movie and it's a Fast and the Furious movie and there has to be a character who's obsessed. Like, it's it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Right. But then also he's an American and like, they <laughs> they didn't want the American to be the perfectly well-adjusted, awesome, cool, knows everything about everybody character. That's obviously like Han. And so the fish out of water jokes are somewhat appreciated just because I, I liked that a lot of it was kind of Sean, a lot of it was like a stand-in for middle America. What if what if you were put into Tokyo, but also you were freaking good at racing? I thought this was a free country. Yeah, Dude, it's like, oh what? my God. The throwaway line, ugh, don't even. God. Um, I, I thought, and I'm surprised, we're still in like the first 30 minutes of the movie that we're, yeah, we're talking about. Christ. To be fair, there's kind of a void of just like car-centric 80s montage type training that goes yeah. on, I think, in the middle. But the embarrassment was palatable palpable pal- palpable when takeshi drifts up the ramp and it's like super cool and you're finishing that race and he finishes yeah. and then you see sean like good <laughs> and you're like he's just like looking straight ahead like with a stern look and you're i was like oh man <laughs> and then han comes up and just says uh don't leave town yeah right yeah <laughs> and Jesus, that was pretty cool yeah that was a good yeah. good delivery I like how Sean was like, he totally just like wrecked this dude's car, got into a fight with this Yakuza guy, but later he sees that Yakuza guy again, and he's like totally cool with him being there. He's like, oh, hey, man, what's up? Yeah, that's what I mean. Racing is just racing. It's it's no offense to somebody. If you get in a boxing match with somebody and you lose, you're not like mad at them afterwards. It's a boxing match. For him, race is life, baby. Are you talking about when they go to the little casino type deal? I think so, yeah, where where they go to the back room. I think... That was probably more of a mutual respect thing for Han than anything. Well, actually, he beat his ass, so maybe he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's just like, nice job, idiot. Did you did you guys anticipate or incorporate the final race being a part of this season? Like, hmm, as a concept, the final yeah. race. Like, if there is one or if there is, is it good? Yeah, more of like, is the movie going to result in a winner-takes-all race at the end of the movie? And is that going to be like a third of it? I would... I I like that's that. a good meter yeah i feel like we might run into that and that's gonna heavily depend on the types of car movies we're grabbing too yeah but but a car movie think about this like okay not every car movie has to have a final race right but it does the though. perfect stereotypical car movie have a final race does ford versus ferrari have a final race i'm assuming i think I'm it's assuming. about a race <laughs> it's literally about a race <laughs> 
I think in these car movies need to have a grandiose last third. I don't know that it needs to be a race, but like something pivotal. The car is used. Definitely has to be some utilized. Sort of it's a car like, movie. Yes. Winner takes mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Die or die or not. Do or die. Thing. There do we go. Or, <laughs> Drive die or die. not. <laughs> Drive or die. Can can I also ask another question? Right. Um. Should they have cast Sean William Scott? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He would the fit character? fucking oh, yeah. perfectly in this movie. You don't even have to change the name. I feel like Sean brings such like a stereotypically American energy. Like I feel like he can bring this thing that's kind of like this boyish naivete and and totally be that foil to Han. Like I feel like it could work in this movie. I I thought that too because he had the southern sort of thing. He can do. He could do I kind of like a boy it. from the country. He could do it. You yeah. Know, probably <laughs> a lot country more Mac. subtle. Even if you took Country Mac and put him in this movie, I think it would work like ten percent better than this yeah. guy. <laughs> One thing to mention, Ryan, you you mentioned like the editing in this movie, the way the drifts feel in this and in, in the race it feels really cool it feels really cool it's not just a camera pulled back where you just see the car moving like you see it you see the cuts between like the e-brake and then the the pedal shifting and then the person like jerking and you see the drift and it feels like you're in the car when it happens and i remember seeing that as like an 11 year old and being like i i can drift yeah i could totally do that i could fucking it's easy man like it's just you feel it in the car it's super dynamic and uh even that end the end race for me i think i think felt a little long Mm -hmm. but that dynamic in there i think helped a lot i had mentioned earlier the little like piece of lore in this that i thought you were going to talk about is that the 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 drift king is influenced is in this movie the actual like tokyo drift king is the guy is supposed to be is the guy that's fishing on the dock and him and they they pulled in a huge group of people that are like that were superstars in drifting to get this movie right and then they were like listen we need you to get more people in the drifting culture and bring them in and um I, I think if you were to watch like the commentary on this, yeah. the, the behind the scenes, a, a lot of the care pleasantly was put into like them being like, how can we make these drift scenes actually work? And I, I was having a hard time deciphering some of the articles, not really well written, but I think the scene where they drift up the the ramp, I think that yeah. was real. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think, I think most of it was. Like, I think he. I think one of them actually did that, and then in the interview they were like, "Yeah, you know, it's our hobby." That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, because like, like I, th- one, yeah. I think the stunt double for Sean was probably Tanner Faust, who is like a legit driver. He's like a Ken Block sort of figure. Mm-hmm. And then what I liked is that there were shots that were obviously CGI incorporated, but it's not the era of the drone yet. Right. Could you imagine how much different they would do this movie if they could just put a camera on a drone and fly it around and shoot movies and stuff? Like, they they had to, like, really wreck cars in this movie because, like... (laughs) You know, a lot of times you mess up the stunts. He said that, I don't know if it was Kichi Suchia, who was the drift king, the guy on the dock, who was like, yo, you call that drifting? One of them was like, oh yeah, we didn't crash any cars unless they asked us to. Shit. That's they were like, cool. They were like, yeah, we like, we barely wrecked anything at all. And that's that was really important for them because so much of the budget goes into these vehicles and a lot of them mm-hmm. are very custom that like creating a new front quarter panel for a car, if you do wreck it would add well, so much like, time man that veil side uh rx7 yeah. is dope yeah <laughs> okay can we, okay good transition favorite car favorite, good, car. favorite car favorite car favorite car do you guys have a favorite car from this movie and then do you have a favorite car 
in real life. I like Neela's Mazda RX-8 because of the the blue to dark blue transition. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Wankel. I don't know if I could even name a single car that was in that movie. Like, I just know what they physically looked like. The Mustang? <laughs> in that movie. Uh, I don't really usually like muscle cars. Like, I'm not a muscle car dude. Um, I think I liked Han's car. It was like the orange and black. Yeah, that's the one. That's the Veilside RX-7. Okay, yeah. That's that one looked, was pretty sick. I think I remember thinking that one was cool. What about I mean, DK's cars? His so Nissan Fairlady uh, Z353s. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are dope, dude. The silver one, the silver 350Z is really cool. I think you guys are car guys, man. You calling out a lot of, a lot well, of different okay, cars this was here. Partic- I, I put yeah. probably like 45 minutes into making sure I knew what the cars in the movie were. So okay, I thought, okay. I thought that would be important. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. shit. It's good prep. Good prep, Jace. The car they gave Sean, I think, was a Lancer, Mitsubishi Lancer Evo. Evo 9. And the car talk you know they do is like uh, why don't you put up this car he's like well not if you put up the skyline and he's like oh yeah the, that red evo over there that's yours and like they didn't dumb it down right they never even mentioned like the make of the car they just they talk lingo and i yeah. really like that because it's kind of hard to follow the work they put into this shows you know you feel immersed in this as far as favorite car do you guys have one i do i what do have saying? a singular favorite car what's your favorite the jaguar f-type Oh. Jaguar F-Type. I'll look. I'll Google that. Luxury sports car. It looks cool, man. I think I've. I think I've seen this before. You probably have. You live in LA. There's yeah. a really cool video of the sounds that they make the engine because it's a one of the reasons I like it's because of the sound. And they specifically engineered the way that the exhaust and everything in the engine uh, is shaped so that it sounds cool. It's <laughs> not just like uh, not just loud, but like it sounds cool. And most people think of sound as like something that you need to get rid of or like it's an afterthought like doesn't really matter going into the engineering but like the fact that they engineer the car differently to make it sound different is like really neat there's a sound button on it that opens like flaps to make it even louder oh my god that's terrible <laughs> no it's really cool it's not the bad kind it's, of like uh, yeah it's yeah. not they're not like it's not like straight piping no a car, it's not like so it just sounds like blah, 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 blah. It's, it's like more deep like a growl it's pretty cool nice jace do you have a favorite car kind of if i could have a car yeah it'd be a g-wagon and it'd be an all-electric g-wagon dude like if we're talking about sounds the g-wagon's door is engineered to sound a specific way upon closing (laughs) really yeah that's sweet man i mean honestly like for a while i did have like a lot of cars that i liked but i've just i've fallen out of the car shit man i like public transit baby oh yeah i like fucking Fuck. You simultaneously live in the her. biggest car city in the world, but also like a place where you don't want to have a car. You will never find a place where people complain about cars more than LA. <laughs> One hour on our highways, you will be convinced that a public transit was a better idea. Uh, I think for a while, I liked the Bugatti Veyron. I think it's just because it mm. looked fucking sick Sexy. and it's fast as shit. Um, I saw like the Top Gear episodes on that one, and just it looks like like a fucking SR seventy one or something. Uh, nowadays, if I had to pick one, it would probably just be an electric car that's small and, <laughs> and just goes. If like, you had to choose a car for yourself, yeah, I, I, I get that. But like all things considered, the yeah. the more expensive, nicer cars are nicer to own and drive. Like they they yeah, are course, more expensive like, for a reason. Yeah. I mean, to talk about aesthetic, this movie was in 2006. Seeing these 2000s cars in this movie, like, all tricked out, I thought was cool. Like, I love that classic, sleek, like, bug-eyed look that all the cars have in the 2000s, um, especially with, like, the styles. It was kind of, like, a cool trip. And then up to that racing scene in the, in the finale where they have all these cell phones. 
and you kind and of have this scene where they're they're filming the the race and they're like live streaming it to each other like as if you could even make out what's happening on a cell phone video um i just loved the the 2000s modernity in this movie <laughs> oh, it's definitely kind of a period piece yeah, like, yeah totally i really like that about it it's like this is 2006 tokyo it's not trying to say we have the super advanced technology this is modern day tokyo no matter what year you're living in it's yeah. like this is what it was like in 2006 and that i appreciate it reminds me of super bad a lot super bad is like a hidden timepiece in right. that they don't you know the there's not a lot of public transport there's like the cell phones suck that's kind of a major plot like they're they're yeah. buying porn on the internet and discussing which <laughs> ones they should pay for. And so it's like interesting like that. Uh, and this this movie reminds me of that in a lot of ways because you do see things like the dated cars are from the same years and stuff. Well, some of them are older, but like the cell phones, uh, that whole idea is really interesting. The iPod I wish, with right, the cord the iPod around it. There you go, dude. I mean, I wish more movies were kind of more modern like this. I feel like nowadays there's a lot of nostalgia, a lot of like coming of age films or even like action comedies and things like that. They're set in like 2000s or the 80s or the 90s. People want to like look at things and see period pieces, but this movie committed completely to the time period it was in. It played modern tracks for the time, like that whistle. I forgot that whistle song that they played at one point. Um, yeah, I was like, holy shit. Like it was hits from that era. And so like, I think it pays off when you go back and watch it. So it, it really seems like it's encapsulated there. It, it's, I think it makes it better. Do you think the, the Hulk car, which yes. you kind of glossed over, um, right. made it so that they could remake the Hulk in 2008 or... Oh, it re Watch like revitalized. Oh, yeah. Uh... So, <laughs> as a for, I honestly like maybe <laughs> for the people who haven't yet watched it, you know, where Twinkie is introducing Sean back to to vehicles, he's gonna take him to the drip place, and they have really cool car elevator kind of storage in Japan and in places that have you know less space and try to use space more efficiently and hilarious scene watching Sean see these like cars that cost $50,000 and up per car like rotating through like three <laughs> sports cars in a row and he keeps looking over at Twinkie who's just in love he's just like he's waiting he's, he's so, so ready, yeah. he's so he's ready like, for his car it's like he's waiting like, for his girlfriend to get off the airplane <laughs> like pure love exuberant he's like he's like and then this fucking fat green box rotates <laughs> down with I at first like can't even tell what it is. It's dense out of the back of it, and out comes this big ass green Hulk car. <laughs> it's literally and, like a Hulk, like like, Hulk. like like copyrighted, like the character, yeah. the Marvel character, the Hulk. It's a car that's painted and with body modifications, so it looks like the Hulk, but also looks Breaking like the Hulk is trapped in it, yeah. like yeah. the street lamp. <laughs> thing in uh kung fu hustle if you ever seen that movie it's the same thing yeah there's like a little footprint in the back of it and i right. think i remember first seeing this movie and i was like what the fuck is that like is that a foot like i don't i was so confused it's like is it a foot car like he wants to show him his like feet car or something <laughs> um i mean that kind of like relates to like how young these characters are supposed to be too which you can you can kind of feel in that yakuza scene um but these are all like kids in high school basically and even like the antagonist of this movie he seems like he's maybe like 19 or 20 um because once the uncle shows up like you immediately see him turn into a completely different character mm -hmm. where he's like crying and he's totally subservient to his uncle but like to mention the the relationship between uh, I, I believe it was neela and sean in this movie oh my god i could not watch those scenes wow 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 they were so bad <laughs> 
<laughs> the dialogue. It was like they only they could only talk in cliches. And there's like a scene where they're both drinking rock stars <laughs> in the middle of the street. It's like with label in and they're like trauma bonding. Like, you know, my my dad walked out on me too. And it's like, so did mine. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't. And it dragged for so long. I just did not believe their relationship. I just, I need to buy in. I need to buy in for those stakes. It, it's hard to, it's hard to know who to blame because Sean and Neela's characters, or at least the actors, suffer from the same mistakes. Uh, piss poor acting, number one. And uh, an absolutely wooden script. Right, right. It's so, I, I, I don't A know. A fucking who's, coffin. <laughs> I, know, I don't know who's more fault. Maybe the actors were trying and the director's like, no. Yeah. That's not what the script says. Say it weird. It says in the margins, you hate being here. Nice ride. Like the way Sean has said nice ride in that super weird way every time where he kind of just looks at them sideways and he's like, nice ride. And there's <laughs> like, more you know, syllables every time he says it. He had the most disgusting mannerisms. Half of this movie yeah. was him like walking into like this movie was made for middle schoolers and high school boys because yeah. like he'd like walk into an area where there were supposed to be sexy people and he'd like lick, flick his tongue out and like and, like yeah. Yeah. Oh god. And then like so raised his eyebrows and was like, ah, stop it. <laughs> It was like a little too horny in like a really bad way. <laughs> this movie, in a funny way for sure for me. Yeah, in a funny way. The other really American scene was his dad showing up with a gun, pointing it at Takashi's character. It was such a cringe America scene, <laughs> where he's like, "Not if I have something to say about it," or something. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And that's the that's the moment where all the dads get a complete hard on, I think. But it kind of like leads up to Sean talking to his dad at this this whole point, right? And I'm sure you guys probably know where I'm going, like. His dad has been very strict with him this whole movie. He's like, you got to get your life together, man. You're fucking up. You're going Making out racing. Makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah, totally understandable. That kid is a psycho. He sees his kid in like a gun standoff in an alleyway. And, and the kid's like, okay, dad, I can't, I can't come home tonight. I got unfinished business. And the dad's like, all right, kid, just go get him. <laughs> I'm like, all right, what the fuck? Is he a recurring character? Was was the major a character in a previous Fast and Furious or no? No. Okay. Oh, thank God. Uh, and then later gives his kid his like fucking passion project. <laughs> yeah. To, to compete at a death oh, race. Yeah. So let's get to the end. So in the well, final showdown, if your kid said to you, "And I'm responsible for my messes," you know, you'd <laughs> let him go yeah. too. <laughs> He's like, "Damn, good point." <laughs> Sorry. So in the final act of this movie the the last act because it kind of gets broken up a little bit more but sean says goes to the yakuza people and returns the money that han stole and says hey i want everything to go away back to normal and the guy's like that's not good enough you know you've stepped on our toes right. and so sean proposes that hey me and uh your nephew dk have been doing a lot making a lot of trouble so why don't we settle this with a race and uh, the problem is that Sean doesn't have a car because Han was the source of all his cars and all cars Han, all of cars Han's got taken by the police. So <laughs> what do they do? They go to the dad and the dad has an old Mustang chassis that he's been uh, kept keeping in the garage that he found on base, he says, because he's a military expat. And uh, what do you guys think about that scene? The end scene, kind of the end race itself. Yeah, the end the build up with the the fixing the car um, i thought that was confusing yeah. because i would think that up. a ford mustang has too long of a wheel base for like drifting 
I thought so too. I don't know anything about cars, but I thought that too. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) yeah, that car's a little long. (laughs) Well, even Amber, who's like not into like the stuff at all, she was like, the car's like seems like it's too high off the ground. Like, wouldn't it kind of suck at this? Like, I I know he, it's like all he had, you know, but like it didn't. I was like, oh, but I liked kind of the build up and all the way up to that scene where it's like the moonlight and he's standing on the cliffside with the car, just looking at the 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 racetrack. It was kind of vibey. I was I was kind of into it in like a campy way. Um, But the scene itself, like I said before, it was it was kind of long. Uh, It it was fun. It was fine. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think it's the worst part of this movie. Is yeah. the final race. Just because, like, the interesting part about this movie was never the races. It was what yeah. was happening in the background. And this was the first time that, like, the actual race was the important thing happening. And because, like, when he lost his first race, the, the what's the important thing is that he's realizing he doesn't know how to drift. And he's getting in right. the shit with the Yakuza. Like, he's got to figure yeah. this out now. And then later, he oh, he's learning. You know, he's, he, he's maybe he's beating DK's crew in races now. And then they're racing through the streets because if they don't win this race, they're going to die because DK's mad and he's chasing them down. And this race, it was just like literally a race. It was a sanctioned, essentially, race. And that's not as interesting. There needed to be like, in a, in a different movie, it wouldn't be set up like a sanctioned race. It would just be like, I got to get to the end to save the the, the person right. before the train runs over them. <laughs> and there was no, there was nothing like that. It was literally just who wins. That kind of yeah. goes back to my point about at any point in the race, somebody can decide that they're going to try to kill you and run you off the track <laughs> because it <laughs> seemed like they were going the route of like Sean went and he's like, listen, we've me and your nephew embarrassed you let us race and settle this and i kind of got like the sensibility that they were going to be honorable about it <laughs> and he starts losing and he's just like ah! <laughs> like what if sean had like driven him off the cliff and he like talks to the uncles like hey i uh, sorry i killed your nephew like that <laughs> anyways deal's still cool uh, like yeah yeah totally oh totally he's a piece of shit yeah fuck that guy <laughs> It was hard to feel the stakes in that scene because you, you see like one pole in front of the other one and it was kind of dark and it's hard to set stakes, I think, in a movie for a race. It, it can be kind of tricky, um, at least in my opinion. It's rare when I see a race scene where I'm like, holy shit, this is intense. Right. Um, even to like to give like a popular example, Star Wars Episode One pod racing scene, I think is a great racing scene. But when you have something like this where it's just two racers, it can be tough to feel that stakes. Yeah, I agree. And my other question is, how different would this movie have been if Heelys were popular when it was written? Oh, shit. Imagine imagine he gets like uh, the the scene in the garage that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. He gets up, you know, they pull up in the Hulk Heelys and into the garage and they're all, uh, all these girls surrounding all these guys in Heelys. And they're like, my Heelys don't drift like they should. Well, you don't drive them like you should. And then they're like, oh, shit. And then like the HK comes up and yeah. he's like, why are you talking Healy's to my King. girl? <laughs> like, well, I thought this was a free country. Like, well, let's race for it. And they get in the elevator. And it's like, that's HK. You know what HK stands for? And he goes, Honky Kong. And then <laughs> he goes, no, Healy King. It's like, Healy's? What you mean, Haley's? And then the, the doors Kong. open, and, and the two, two guys come by on Healy's. Like, it's like, need, need more explanation? Can, can I just run? No. <laughs> That's maybe what he thought he was doing. I feel like you just tripled the deaths for Healy's. 
by by introducing drifting like if the concept of drifting came into middle schoolers heads when the Healy's boom was happening i think you just quadrupled or tripled the deaths that would happen at disneyland disneyland i um, like, I, legitimately, I legitimately bought Healy's when we went to disneyland in like 2007 they're banned they're still banned really yeah, because yeah. you could just roll around the park. Man, I re- they were I ate shit out front in front of a Home Depot by hitting a crack <laughs> in my Heelys. And I think that might have been the last time I wore them. The reason why I'm here today talking on this podcast is because I never owned Heelys. They're kind of popular again. I don't mean to detract us with this, but because yeah, of, of course, because yeah. it, everything's cyclical and we've got TikTok now, <laughs> I think people are into Heelys again. They're kind of sick. They're kind of sick. And when you mention Heelys, usually the second thing they say is, oh, you know, they banned those at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, the end of this movie, of course, Sean wins, right? Beats Takashi, becomes the new DK. And the Yakuza guy's like, you're free to go. And, um... I, I thought this was after credits. It, it was actually in the actual movie, like the very end sequence where you meet Dom, where they're yeah. like, he, he's like, he's been tearing it up across Tokyo. He's one of Han's guys. And you see Dom. I kind of loved how like hammy and campy Dom was in that scene. Like, I think it totally worked. And he said something about, he's like, Han was family. Yeah. And the music kind of swells. Oh, <laughs> I did like not. Pulses. Apart <laughs> from that single line, like, uh, oh. delivered by Bow Wow, actually. Yeah. The, um, I love that scene. That was like really cool. I remember one the first time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> That was insane in 2006, seeing like a callback like that. It doesn't happen a lot in movies at by that By the way, time. Dom is played by Vin Diesel. It's Vin, the main, course, yeah. one of the main characters from the first two movies. I think we're also given a little bit of a sense of what famil- familiarity with a camera can provide in like this type of situation because I think the three most convincing actors on screen were Vin Diesel in his yes. 10 seconds, Han, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Uncle Kamada. Yeah, I think he did a good job. I think he he, he owned his scenes. I like Bow Wow. Bow Wow, did, he, he actually yeah. did pretty good. I love how the end credits, like the first thing that shows up is not the credits, is like, uh, hey guys, please don't do any of this shit in this movie. It's fucking yeah. dangerous as shit. Like, uh, Maybe don't ever fucking drive cars like this. Like It's like a long message, and it's on it for like 40 seconds to make sure you can read the whole thing. I just thought that was great. You guys want to get into the meters for this movie? Let's come up with some meters. Yeah, so what what, what do we want to call like the car meter or what, whatever we want to call this? The Healy like meter. How car, the Healy meter. I like that. I feel like it's going to be difficult to explain. The accelerometer, the vroom meter. I think it needs to not be from car culture. The it needs v- to be something really I, like stupid. You can be like this move. This movie is a V10. Holy shit, cramp! Sorry. <laughs> oh. We can talk about how many pistons it has, like like a V8 engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant by V. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jace is having a terrible cramp right now, uh, live on camera. I hope he survives it. Uh, what's the thing that measure like horsepower, horsepower. Or torque? Uh, torque, displacement. We can do RPMs and do them in numbers of thousands, so like 10,000, 9,000. Yeah. That's pretty good, dude. That's how we do our ratings? This, yeah. That's how many RPMs? Uh, out of 1,000 to 10,000. I like it. Uh, okay. Uh, Brian, I guess this is your season, right? Like, you want to... Yeah. And I guess define our new term, I guess. Okay, so I guess we're going RPMs. So... Sweet. On, on how many RPMs I'm going to give. And, and remember... <laughs> For our listeners, this is separate from the movie meter. We're going to rate the movies separately from this. So important. That first, we're going to come up with the RPM, which is how car movie is this movie? So a 10 out of 10 would be this is the ultimate car movie. 
<laughs> or at least a perfectly stereotypical car movie. One would be this really wasn't a car movie. So um, what my and these are all going to be different for all three of us. But what my meter is going to be based on is like, is there a final race? Mm-hmm. You know, is, nice. is there a final maybe not sanctioned race, but the, the, is the car used to go somewhere at the end of the movie? Right. And it's like getting there is, you know, important. Um, is there a garage scene? You know, are there specific characters who work in the garage? Is there like, you know, lingo like in this movie say, oh, yeah, that red Evo is yours. Or did they say this is a 1972 Chevrolet? I kind of expect car movies to be for car guys. OK, so um, do they mention hot wiring? You know, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. baby, yeah, it's Come back. On. Car insurance is will literally not like insure specific okay. vehicles right now because they're so easy to steal. Okay, my I co- wasn't sure like with my modern co-workers, cars. It's like no, my coworker's like, car okay. got stolen last week. So, anyways, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this ten out of ten on the car movie scale. Yeah, this is enough. this is my most influential car movie. I picked it for a reason, and yeah. I think we learned from other seasons that we've been too harsh at the beginning. And yeah. even though we we're have- picking the most stereotypical movies as the first movie, like. It's uh, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to say the ten for the for the end. Yeah, Ryan, I'm I'm thinking about that too. Like, I don't know if I could think of a movie that's more car than this. And if I could, I don't think I want to see that fucking movie. <laughs> this this car is vrooming all over the place from scene one. You're hearing so much, like all throughout the movie. We're having to turn the volume down a bunch of times because we're watching it at like midnight. And we don't want to disturb our neighbors. But like, holy shit! There's so much driving. There's so much looking at cars, talking about cars, using cars in an interesting way. But damn it, if this ain't a car movie, I'm not a racing guy. But watching this movie, it made me want to fucking race cars. All right, like that's insane for me to do. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd say this is an easy 10 for me as well. Like, some things I want to consider in car movies, I think, as stereotypes, like, I like Ryan's gauge of having, like, a final race or a race just somewhere in the movie um, and then having someone just kind of spit out a bunch of, like, car talk where they're like, oh, is that a VTEC engine with a blah, blah, blah and a Hemi and a blah, 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 you know, st- scenes like that I think will work into car movies. I'm going to have to see more. I don't think I've seen enough car movies just in my general life to actually give a stereotype yet. Um, so I think this is going to be an evolving meter for me, but I think this one is an easy 10. Oh, sorry, 10,000 RPMs. Oh, shit, yeah, 10,000. We're in the red, baby. Oh, hmm. You know, I, I, um, I don't know how technical I expect the movies to get for the car movies, but mm-hmm. we beyond them saying, oh, that's an Evo, you know, the, this movie did its due diligence in having equipment made by manufacturers for like secondary modifications for cars. That Mazda RX-8 had for body mods, a Veilside D1 GT body kit, a Veilside carbon fiber GT wing, and a carbon fiber painted cow hood, Takata seat belts and Nardi steering wheels. It, it, the, the list goes on. So they, they hit it there. I don't, they didn't talk about it, but I don't really think talking about it would have helped. And I'm not going to, I, I'm worried if I add that into my meter now because I don't think some of the other movies. I think mm-hmm. there need to be technical specifications in the movie that can be talked about or they can be shown. This movie showed the hell out of them. Yeah. Right. I think one of the really important things for me is as a for cars as a vehicle 
for the for the movie to to like get somewhere and to portray something we pretty much have to have some kind of shot from the camera into the car that has to be important okay. yeah right yeah. like we got vin vin diesel's like common one is like his arm up he's like really clenched Huge on the arm. steering wheel <laughs> yeah. and you know he looks to the side he's like family we 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 got a lot of that um I think this movie really took a niche part of driving, kind of expanded it into culture, and it exploded. I was trying to talk myself out of a 10, but I, I think I'm, I gotta give it 10,000 10, RPMs. This car has <laughs> been heavily modified, and it's it's ripping. Red lining, baby. Uh, yeah, I think this was the easiest 10 I think I, I've given. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's kind I of just a car sense. movie, guys. Like, this it's, car, a, it's, a, it's a spinoff from a franchise that's less about cars than this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we need to have one movie that's just about cars for the car heads. If someone out there thinks this is not a car movie, you are out of your fucking and gourd, like, dude. <laughs> the original Fast and the Furious movies have like a FBI investigation undertone. So they're right. kind of cop movies also. Yeah. This is just about cars. There's none of that. I do... I, yeah. I I do actually think there was mm, yeah, there could be an argument for saying okay. it could be a nine because there's a little bit too much drama that takes away from the courage. But then you'd just be you'd probably go insane. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, I, I guess Mad Max, but that has water in it for like a few seconds. Yeah, huh. Mad Max, they literally don't stop moving until the credits <laughs> roll. <laughs> we give that one an eleven. As soon as a car is introduced, they're driving the whole time. <laughs> okay, cool. So I mean. Uh, folks at home, let us know what you think about uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, you do have to rent it. It's off streaming, unfortunately, but it's it's worth... A, we oh, wait, we, we haven't even wrapped this well, shit. Okay, yeah. yeah, movie meters. Ryan, what, this, what do you think about this movie? This yeah. is the hard part, because I love this yeah. movie. I love this movie. And 90 episodes ago, I was so serious about being objective and what I would actually get to me and analyzing yeah. everything. But you know what? This movie shot, like, really well. There's not a lot of... There's not a lot of, like, boring stuff in here and some of the car scenes are gorgeous some of the not car scenes are also gorgeous and for instance the match cut and the, one of my favorite match cuts ever is in this movie when sean's in the police station he leans up against the wall and the wall's white and he's kind of like ugh, looking away from his mom it's kind of like ugh. and then for some reason it zooms out and you realize He's not at the police station. He's on a plane. Right. And that match cut was like so dope. And uh, yeah, little, little, little things like that show me that they wanted to make this into an inter a piece of entertainment. And it's a movie. It's something that works best as a movie. This is not a book. This is not an yeah. like audio tape. It's not a play. <laughs> Can you imagine a book about this? <laughs> or a play. Like they're just like <laughs> sitting there. Uh, so yeah, it's, I gotta go based on my enjoyment and I'm going to give this movie an eight. Wow. An eight. I love this movie. Thank man. God. Whew. Man, if you gave this a 10, I'd, <laughs> I would have been like, I think we might have our first actual fight. <laughs> Hell yeah, Ryan. I mean, I love to hear like movies that we're like psyched onto. This movie is, is kind of interesting because like my reaction to it is kind of mixed. Like, does it work completely in all regards as a movie for me? I, I don't think so. Um, but it is really, really successful and effective at what it does in like the action sequences and the driving. And it's so, so stylish. 
Um, and I think it really sets out to what it what it tried to do. I mean, yes, it's a dumb aggro movie. <laughs> yes, it does like fetishize really weird like re- Western concepts of like Asia. Um, but it's also kind of a fucking fun ass movie. <laughs> a lot of the characters in this movie I just do not buy at all like it just looked like they just kind of had it I think it was an open casting call for like uh, for the lead character in this movie too I, I was not feeling any of the emotional weight in this movie besides a couple of scenes um, honestly I think Takashi did a pretty good job that that actor in his scenes um, he was bringing like a believable intensity but like I did not feel the stakes I think this was a lot of style and not a lot of substance uh, for me. Uh, but sometimes style can carry a lot of movie for me. Um, so, shit. I mean, my enjoyment-wise was pretty high. But looking back, like, I can't say it's, like, that good of a movie. I think I'm going to give it a 6, though, which is a, a lot higher than a lot of the critics gave it. <laughs> I mean, it was a fun watch, dude. I don't regret it. I'm right there with you. I I wrote this. not a robot. Okay. Um... <laughs> Factory tuned writing and acting on the track with a NOS boosted musical and racing performance. Nice. <laughs> Doesn't really make too much sense. No, it does. It makes sense. I make. I like. I like it. Is. <laughs> um, like really bad acting. I think is really uh, uh, that wasn't the focus of the movie. A lot of the money went into the set pieces. I think there was, like Ryan said, some really clever camera work. That was actually one of my first and most defining notes. I think it was just too bad where it was bad. That, like, by the time I got to watching my third drifting race in a row, I was like, hmm. And I've seen it recently. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, this movie doesn't have the best rewatchability. Not that I'm sure many of the car movies will. So six. Yeah. Honestly, higher than I thought we'd all That's give how, this movie. I thought you guys were, I needed to <laughs> offset you guys with an eight because I thought you were going to come up yeah. with threes and fours. No. No, I think it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I think it is. And honestly, if we were doing a Fast and Furious season, which I have not discounted, uh, this might be one of our favorite entries. Uh, That would be my prediction. Well, now, uh, there you actually have it, folks. There you have it. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift has been reviewed. Let us know what you think, though, about this movie. Do you agree with our scores, our reviews? Uh, What do you think? What should we watch for uh, the season? And of course, uh, let us know what you think about a Fast and Furious season. But with that said, we do have another movie. Is it my pick this, uh, this week here? for the next for the next car movie the what do you would you guys be fine with doing the turbo rangers movie i would be absolutely i don't give a shit yeah let's do it if you're fine with pitching it and watching it then i'm fine with watching it like my first thing was like i I would i want to pitch turbo but i was like maybe i'll get too much like flack or maybe i should save it for a power rangers season i think that kind of settles it then because it's on hulu we don't have to pay any money for this thing too which is Okay, it's up to you. Uh, fuck it, let's do it. Turbo Power Rangers movie. This in in accordance to seasons, you know, it's like sometimes we like to go up and then down. Yeah, I think this was a slight up, and let's go maybe <laughs> possibly down. I don't know Jace. how good this movie. Do you think is. this movie has uh, uh, an entry in Letterboxd? <laughs> oh yes. See, it's got six thousand five hundred votes. Nineteen ninety-seven. Let's do it. And it has fucking it has like nine cars in the front cover. Okay. And the Power Rangers are car-themed. Uh, okay, sweet. So uh, next week, folks, we are watching uh, the Turbo Power Rangers movie. We've all decided. Join us. If you want to watch this thing, it's on Hulu, or you can rent it on Amazon if you don't have that. Catch up on the Power Rangers. This is a direct sequel to uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This is 1997. This is the best fucking Power Rangers. Don't at me. With that, do you guys have anything uh, you've been enjoying this week? Any, any uh, GBGBs and joys? I don't have any. I didn't have any time to do anything this week. 
Ryan doesn't enjoy I'm anything, sorry. but that's okay. I have been listening, re-listening to an old album that I liked. Older, from 2020, by Gulch. Uh, it's called Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress. I don't listen to a lot of metal, but this is a very, very hardcore punk metal album. I guarantee you it's the hardest fucking album you'll hear <laughs> this week. Um, it's, I think, 20 minutes long, and it just bangs from front to back. Just, it's a great piece of catharsis I find myself revisiting all the time. I also recently rewatched Lawrence of Arabia on HBO. Ooh. And uh boy, that movie, uh I actually really enjoyed it. Right? You don't like that movie? I don't know. I'm seeing. You don't know? Yeah, it's honestly great fucking watch. It's almost 4 hours. Watch it in chunks. Uh cinema masterpiece. I think it ages surprisingly well besides a couple things. Uh but still worth a watch, man. Shit, that shit was crazy. Um, man, I had a week that literally made me take a day off last week. I enjoyed getting out in nature. Fuck yeah. Going camping. And I sat on a river. I went with four people and I sat on a river by myself resetting for probably four hours. Nice. And I th- I think that I needed that. Good. That, that reminds me. Y- yesterday, Julie took me to a donkey farm oh, yes. and <laughs> let me play with the donkeys. And um, I guess I got to play with like 21 donkeys, you guys. They just let me go in the pasture with those free range of donkeys and they just like swarmed me. And gave me lovin's, and I was in heaven. I've been talking about loving donkeys for years, and <laughs> Julie finally set something up behind my back. So, like, ah, uh, this is what I recommend. Same, similar to Jace. Just like I needed it. Touch grass, guys. Uh, Ryan, I love seeing those photos on your IG of the donkey farm. <laughs> I was very jealous. They were like mini donkeys too. Like, they're were, were they American giant? miniature yeah. donkeys. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, Jace, I'm glad you got outside too. Uh, you said you got back today. And also one shot of this today, didn't you? Yeah. For this movie. What a trooper. Yeah. What a trooper. Jace has one shotted so many of these episodes <laughs> the last couple of months. So we, we appreciate that. Um, this time around. So last season, we ended with a Seanism. We ha- we ha- we were trying to combine like a popcorn style. This season, do we want to try something different? Like I had an idea that each person, like whoever's movie it was, they just they end the show with something. Whether it's like a quote from the movie or they just say something to end the show. We'll just give the spotlight to one person. They have the full power just to say the last thing or to end it. Uh, it's not the ride. It's the rider. <laughs> it's not the cast. It's the casters. People, if a, if a high schooler was like, nice podcast. It's not the cast. It's the, what was that, your daddy's podcast? <laughs> it's the...